Was it online dating or through a matchmaker? How did you meet? Welcome to episode 20 of the Easier with a Friend podcast. We are friends who love to swap stories of life's adventures and lessons. This is Chi. And this is Elaine. And today, in celebration of our 20th episode, yay! (laughs) We wanted to share part one of a special two-part episode on our dating stories and also maybe some tips for those who are still out there looking for their match. And next week, we'll be sharing our engagement stories as well. Yep. We also thought it would be an appropriate celebration leading up to May, which is the month both Chi and I got married in. And by all accounts, 2020 was a difficult year for many relationships with everyone quarantined at home together. So we figured it might be nice to have a more lighthearted and positive discussion about relationships. So to get right into it, our regular listeners know, but just a quick recap for anyone new tuning in, my husband and I got married in May of 2019, and we've been dating for about four and a half years. Yes, and my husband and I have been married for eight going on nine years this year, but together for about 19 years. So Chi, why don't you start since you and Tony have the longer history? Well, I'll defer to (laughs) age and give us a quick recap of how you met and started dating. Yes, I guess it's a pretty Simple, easy story. We were both in college and we both got part-time jobs working for a clothing retail store called Old Navy. I'm pretty sure most people have heard of it, at least in the U.S. And Mm -hmm. so that's how we met. I can't say that it was love at first sight or anything like that, but we kind of became friends and then we went out. Our first date was actually at Chili's because My husband was new to town. He had just moved from Brownsville, which is where he was born, to Houston, which is where we met. He didn't know much about what restaurants were good in Houston. Like we joke about it now, like really? Chili's? (laughs) (laughs) No offense to anyone who loves Chili's or the company itself. I'm sure there's fabulous food there. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. We enjoy our first date very much. It was fun. We went to Chili's and then we went to Barnes and Nobles. Again, another chain that, <laughs> that some of you may or may not know about because they are um, kind of dwindling at the moment. But we went to Barnes and Nobles and just looked at books and hung out. And I do remember that he had asked me for my number. And it took him something like a month before he finally called me. And Eventually, I found out that it was because he had just bought a used Mazda Miera and he was fixing it up before he took me out on a date. And so that's why it took him so long. Okay. Well, Chi makes it sound all casual, like it wasn't love at first sight. (laughs) I just want to say from my personal memory of nearly 20 years ago that when she called me about, I don't think I knew his name was Tony initially at first, but I remember she called and she was like, there's this guy at work who's just so charming. He's so (laughs) funny. He's so charming. And I just knew, I knew, I was like, "Uh uh-huh. I was like, stay away from the charmer. That's not what you're there to do. All right. (laughs) I have to say, yes, now that you've said it, it's been 20 years. So my memory is fading, but He is very much a charmer. He just has that ability to really connect with people. Ladies, stay away from those. (laughs) 
I wasn't the one who said it, Tony. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Tony's, Tony's always been a people person. He's really easy to get along with really funny, always been some of his great qualities. So I agree with all of that, but I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't the cool cucumber that she's making (laughs) it sound like it. There was something going on there. I knew it. And then when she called me, I was like, mm, <laughs> something's going on. Well, in my defense, I really, if you were to know my dating history, I literally had one boyfriend in high school. And when I say boyfriend, it was like puppy love boyfriend <laughs> where we held hands and that's as far as we went. But other than that, I had never really had a, for lack of a better word, real boyfriend until I met my husband, Tony. I could imagine that my inexperienced self from 20 years ago would have been like, I must call Elaine to try to talk this out. What is going on? I need to tell somebody about these, these emotions. (laughs) 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 But I think in hindsight, I do think that we definitely clicked. We have a lot of chemistry with each other and it grew from there. Yeah. And I mean, but that's real life, right? I don't think anyone outside of Disney princesses believe in love at first sight and happily ever after. Happily ever after is only achieved if you're willing to put in the work to get there. And that is life. So I think that's perfectly normal. So fun. It's been a long time since we reminisced about how you and Tony got started. (laughs) (laughs) Brings back a lot of memories of those younger days. And, you know, I honestly think just a little weighing in, not that you need it on your early dates. I forgot that y'all went to Chili's for your first date, but honestly, I think it was pretty good as a first date. You know, he chose a restaurant. He didn't just try to go for dessert or go get coffee or something. He asked you out for an actual meal. So that's pretty good, I think. And as far as it being Chili's, I mean, we were 20 or something. We did not have bucket loads of money. Chili's was probably a pretty expensive meal for back then. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that is true. Because again, we were college students and it was a splurge. Yeah. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed. I remember those early days vaguely. I mean, it's been 20 years and God knows our memories aren't the best these days. But on the other hand, you know, Nick and I have only been together about four and a half years. So I do, I remember this a little better. (laughs) (laughs) We actually met online. I did a lot of online dating in my, I would say in my starting in my thirties, I started doing online dating. I've gone on a lot of first date type of online dates. And generally speaking, I do like to keep it really short and sweet where we were talking about how Tony asked you out for dinner. Mm -hmm. And that's probably one of the online dating tips that I would give out is go out for coffee because it's a much shorter commitment Yeah, you go out for coffee. And then if you don't like the guy, or if he doesn't like you, the conversation's not going anywhere. No one's out a lot of money, and you can cut it off and go home. And if it's going well, you can turn it into lunch or a movie, you can extend the date, if you will. But if it's going terribly, you haven't made a long commitment to many hours of torture (laughs) 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 with this person. But Going back to my husband and I meeting online, we actually, so I probably had about, uh, honestly, I say it probably nearly a hundred first dates, online first dates. And it's just because when you online date, 
you have to cycle through people because you got to find out if people that you meet in person, if you have the same chemistry that you have when you meet them online. And what I came to learn is that it doesn't really matter if you talk through the internet and you think he's funny in print because you might have entirely different chemistry in person and can't stand each other. So you really have to do a lot of that. I committed to a lot of just online dates where we grabbed coffee real quick and just to see if there was anything there. And I would say about 95% of online first dates, you should not expect them to turn into second dates. (laughs) Wow, really? (laughs) Yeah. That's a high percentage. It is because you really have to go and kind of figure out if you and this person have anything in common other than what you kind of tried to type to each other. So I really used to leave my online comments kind of short and sweet. If they hadn't asked me out on a date or if I hadn't taken the initiative and asked them out, I guess, by say day two or three of chatting, I was like, okay, I'm losing interest because I'm not going to chat with you for three weeks before we meet on a first date. Yeah. Nick and I actually met online. He was the, I remember this very clearly because he was the 16th guy that I was talking to that week. And I remember the number because Ayn and I were doing a staycation here in Houston. Ayn was on one of our previous episodes as a guest. And she had a kind of use it or lose it free night at the Marriott. So we were staying at the Marriott over by the Galleria here in Houston. We had brought ourselves a bottle of wine and we were just chilling. We had two queen beds. So we're laying in our beds after showers and just chit-chatting and I turned to her and I was like, I am cut off. I'm talking to 15 guys right now. I need to bowl through this 15, cut down the numbers, see who's getting first dates, go on those first dates, weed out the people, and then I can start talking to more people if I want to. And pretty much right after I made that statement, Nick's message came in. (laughs) (laughs) And for the sake of accuracy, I have gone back and looked up exactly what his first message said, because I couldn't remember the exact verbiage. So it said, if you and I were bears, I would fight larger bears to establish dominance, to win the right to woo your bear heart. I would watch over you while you hibernate and bring you all the salmon you wanted. (laughs) (laughs) That is so sweet. (laughs) I mean, it's sweet, but it's also super corny. It came in. I laughed my ass off. I was just rolling around on the bed laughing because it was so stupid at the same time. (laughs) And then I picked up on my phone and I start typing and I'm goes, what is that? Is that a guy you're answering? Is that a new message? You just said you were not answering any new messages. And I was like, I don't care. It's really funny. And she goes, what was his message? So I read the message to her And she said, you know, he probably copies and pastes that to 60 girls at a time, right? And I said, he probably does. I don't care. Ha ha ha. It was funny. I'm going to answer him. (laughs) So I responded. Let's see. I said, ha ha. Well, my fuzzy bear, humor and food are definitely the keys to my heart. So you're on the right track there. How are your salmon fishing skills? We started kind of a banter back and forth. I think I referenced the zombie apocalypse that I was looking for someone who would be able to survive the zombie apocalypse with me. We thought it was funny. And he asked me out on a date and he actually asked me to dinner. This is all the same night, by the way. I'm still sitting on the bed on my staycation with Ayn. 
And so the whole time I'm messaging him back and forth and I go, he asked me to dinner. And she goes, he asked you to dinner because we both did a lot, a lot of online dating. And that was kind of our general rule was to stick to coffee dates <laughs> initially. And also most men online dating these days aren't going to ask you to dinner. They also don't want to make the monetary and time commitment. And I understand that. I appreciate that. So I'm like, oh, he asked me to dinner. And she goes, where is he taking you? And I said, well, he's, we're talking about it. So he asked me if I wanted to go to Underbelly, which Underbelly is no longer in existence, but Underbelly at the time was kind of a pretty expensive restaurant. So he said, hey, well, my best friend loves Underbelly and I haven't tried it yet. Would you like to go with me? And I turned around to her and I said, he asked me to Underbelly. And she's like, he asked you to Underbelly? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, you say yes to that date. Go get that food. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who knows us, we're big foodies. And she and I talk about food on this show all the time, too. So obviously, food is definitely the way to my heart. So I said yes. And the rest is pretty much history. And then on our second or before our second date because we were just talking on the phone a lot in between date one and date two we actually realized that we literally grew up on the same street in the same neighborhood across the street from each other basically and never knew each other existed so it's really funny how sometimes life turns out and we've been together ever since that's us but i do want to touch on Uh, with that, some other dating tips, because we already talked about the one about keeping your online dates kind of short and sweet. Any other tips you want to share with our listeners that you can think of? I think for us, kind of grew up in the same bubble. And especially when we first started out dating, all of us had the same kind of apprehensions about safety. And so we always made it a rule to let a friend at least know who you're going with, like the name of the guy, and where you guys were planning to be. And for the most part, we try to just drive ourselves. I think as women, when you're dating, safety is always a big concern. I definitely agree. I think that's rule number one, no matter what you're doing, especially nowadays, a lot of people, most people, I think, meet their significant other online, or a good chunk of people do. It's very important. You don't know this person from anybody else. I don't care how many weeks you've been talking to them. You haven't met them in person. They're not a real person to you yet. So I think very important to let someone know where you're going to be. It's just an abundance of caution. You know, let someone know where you're going to be. Drive yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does make it easier these days if you want to make sure one of your friends is safe on a date. There's the find my iPhone all this stuff, you can track where everybody is and make sure everybody's safe. So I do think that makes it a little bit easier these days to kind of help out with that. So would you say that first date goals would be just to establish chemistry? When is it too soon to start talking about, let's say, how many kids do you want? What are your thoughts on marriage or some of those more serious questions? So I personally don't think it's ever too early to ask the hard questions. And that was actually a dating rule I had for myself. And I don't necessarily put pressure on myself to ask it on the first date. Exactly. If the topic rolls around to it, if it fits into the conversation, for sure. But I would say anywhere in the first two, three dates, I definitely would ask all the kids marriage, relationship type of questions, because 
I feel like a lot of people's advice is, oh, don't ask the hard questions because you don't want to scare them off. But honestly, if you're a person who's looking for something serious and your questions scare the person off, they're probably not the person you're looking for. So you're just saving yourself a bunch of time. And mainly I say, ask the hard questions because you'll save yourself a lot of time and heartache. If you're looking for something serious, then you really don't necessarily want to dick around with whomever and find out three months later after you really fall for them that they were looking for something casual this whole time, that they never see themselves married, they never want kids, and you've always seen yourself as a person who's married with children. Actually, I remember that she and I had this discussion way before I met Nick, actually. But I think maybe when I was early on starting online dating, I think we had a conversation where she asked about kids. Well, we were talking about kids for sure, because I remember the discussion that we had was that I was like, it's a very important topic. Like children is a very important topic. You cannot miss the train on kids and come back and have them. And I've always been the person who's been kind of casual about having kids or not, as in I wasn't really had my mind made up, but I needed to know if I was meeting a guy who like really wanted children like tomorrow because I wasn't ready for that type of commitment. But if he wanted that, I didn't want him to miss out on the opportunity to have it. And it's much easier when it's early on, date one, date two, to cut it off if y'all don't have values or goals that align rather than spending time and energy on this person and then really feeling like you made a connection and then having to end it because it turns out that y'all didn't have the same goals anyway. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Tony and I, we always talk about how in some ways we are lucky that we met each other when we were so young and we got to kind of grow together and some of our values were able to develop together. But in watching some of his friends date or some of even my friends, our friends date, some people would come back and say, oh my gosh, I met this girl and she liked the same music I do. And I always joke with him that You know, although that's great, common interest is great, but liking the same music isn't the same as we have the same ideas when it comes to finances. We have the same spending habit. We have the same philosophy when it comes to money or kids or marriage. It would make it easier for your relationship if you find someone that has similar core beliefs. It would make your life and your relationship a lot easier in the long run. I agree. And I also think that those questions don't get asked because those aren't the romantic questions. We've been brought up by TV to think that people should be falling in love and it should be romantic and easy. And I feel that now that I'm older, that what maybe we should have been taught about love and romance is that sometimes it's really easy to fall in love with someone. And staying in love with someone is not easy. Yeah. I honestly, I have a tip. Get out of your own way, ladies and gentlemen. Get out of your own way. Sit down and think about what is truly important. And I mean this like, is it really important that he is six feet plus tall? Or is it more important how he treats you and makes you feel. 
because, and I'm guilty of this, <laughs> and a lot of females I know are guilty of this. I've seen dating profiles where they're like six foot plus only or 5'11 plus only. His height does not equal his ability to treat you well. And if you limit yourself to only looking for what in your head you think looks like Mr. Right, you may miss out on Mr. Right because he didn't come in the package, the unimportant exterior package that you were thinking of. And I'm not saying, does it matter that you like his looks? Because yes, of course, you it matters that you have chemistry. But all I'm saying is, you can think he's cute and he cannot be six feet tall, right? Those two are not mutually inclusive. So really think about what's important. Height is one I see a lot of. And then there's things like, oh, he must be college educated or he must have a postgraduate degree. Uh, once again, I know lots of dipshits that are college educated <laughs> or that have a post-secondary doctorate MD degree, and they're assholes that I would never date. So again, ask yourself what's important. I mean, is it important that he has a career and ambition? Yes. I would never say that that's not important. I think it's as a human being, it's important that he has the desire to grow and learn in whatever field he's in. But is it important that he absolutely has that degree? Well, I mean, Steve Jobs didn't have that degree right? Bill Gates didn't have that degree. For God's sake, Mark Zuckerberg didn't have that degree. And if you asked any woman, if those were definitions of successful men, they would tell you yes. And yet they would have on their dating profile that they required a college degree to date somebody. So again, if you're looking for true love, think about really what's important and what package it should come in, because not all things come in the packages that you're thinking that they should. Yeah, I think you're very right about that. To put it another way, your looks, your own looks, age will hit you. <laughs> and you will be grateful that you didn't marry your husband for his looks and that he didn't marry you just for your looks. Absolutely. It's important to find someone who you actually on a mental level connect with. And I have a great personal example. She knows this, that I dated a series of taller and taller and taller guys, all of which didn't make it past the one year mark. And my husband's 5'10 on a good day. And by that, I mean, when he remembers to not slouch. <laughs> <laughs> but no one's ever, ever made me this happy in my entire life. I mean, truly, he's my best friend. Sometimes we're trying to go to sleep and we just laugh so much. We both are like, we're going to be so tired tomorrow morning. Stop laughing and go to sleep. And it's been just such a wonderful journey. Four and a half years with him. And it feels like yesterday. So if you're the girl who feels like you can't be in a relationship longer than three months, well, I've got news for you. When you really find the right person, three months feels like it blinked by. Because that was me. I really thought I was just not made for relationships because I could not stand people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into today's special episode. We would never have made it to episode 20 without your love and support. As always, if you've enjoyed tuning in, 
reach out and have a chat with a friend today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend, on our Facebook page, Easier with a Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com.